Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, and my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, is out of town, so I'm flying solo today, but I have got a fantastic guest, and I'm really going to enjoy this show, and her name's Kathy Cheshire. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Thank you so much. I feel honored to be here. Fantastic having you on. Well, Kathy Cheshire is authored the book, Thriving After the Death of a Child, and in, in which I guess she summarized top grief experts' findings in the understanding grief and loss. She does a module. She's a certified grief coach training program. She's presented at Compassionate Friends, and she is going to be at the Journeys of Hope and Healing cruise sailing on March 2019. And we'll talk about a little bit more about that later. What I want to tell you about Kathy is she's not just somebody who's dropped in from outer space. Kathy knows the grief world. She uh, had some abuses as a child, which, uh, you know, there's certainly grief in that. Uh, she had a son, Jeremy, who was killed in an automobile crash like my son Scott was. How old was Jeremy? 16 years old. Yeah, my son Scott was 17 when he was killed. And then also, that was in 2007, and, uh, but she also, very sorry to hear, so, so early, 2017, uh, just a year ago, her stepson, uh, age 29, um, died of a blood clot. And what was his name? His name's Ian. Is Ian. Uh -huh. so Ian. Yeah. Darling boy, you've got pictures on your wonderful website of, of both those boys and you tell a little bit about them, which is absolutely fantastic. Well, how, I mean, here you are a year later after your stepson and, and he, you were very close to him. It's not Yes. His mother died when he was 11. I met him when he was 18. After my son died, Jeremy, Ian struggled with addiction. So I want to reach out to those parents today because he didn't pass away of an overdose. He died from health complications. He was in intensive care for a month. He struggled for seven years and he got an infection. Wow. And when he finally started to get better, he blood clot caused a stroke. So he basically. So my husband and I have been through a lot of loss together. So basically, um, maybe one of the things we can touch on too is health, because basically um, Ian died of health issues related to his drug abuse. And there are a lot of health issues related to grief and loss, aren't there? Yes, there really are. Yeah. And unfortunately, addiction, it can be even more of a struggle because it has a negative view from a lot of people. So I think people are less willing or wanting or feel comfortable to reach out and get help. So it can not only be painful, but also isolating. Well, I want to ask you, you have been through so much and I would like to ask you what, what's gotten you through and what have you noticed with the death of your uh, stepson in relationship to your son? And, and how have you powered through this? I know that the reality is that it's been a while since your son died and we do go through that shock and denial. And uh, I know the Kubler-Ross stages aren't popular right now, but we do have some of those things happen to us and they're biological. I mean, people see us 
they see me after these years, they see you after these years and they're like, whoa, I should be better. Well, I wasn't in that kind of shape right after, were you? No, I wasn't. In fact, I didn't know anybody who lost a child. I grew up in a very emotional, dysfunctional home where we weren't allowed to be sad. And so I was lost. I had this huge career, was a CEO, consultant, and I couldn't deal with the politics anymore. They seemed so petty and unethical, and I basically existed for three years. I didn't know there was help. And then I just decided I'm going to heal if I'm the only person in the whole entire wide world, which I knew wasn't true, but I, I really want people to no, what helped me was finally taking in knowledge where I was struggling mm -hmm. and then using what worked for me. And that's what I love about your messages on openhope.com. You have the greatest breadth of information. There's something for everybody mm -hmm. and it's healthy information. When I first wanted to heal, I came across every year will be worse. And if you've lost all your children, here's a special list of all the horrible things that you will, won't get to have. And you'll get divorced and all sorts of things will happen to you. Yes, yeah. and that doesn't have to be true. Yeah. I, you, know, I, you, just, you just said something that I think is important for people to hear right now. You said three years. I honestly think there is an impact turning after three years for a lot of people. Now there are things that block people like lawsuits and and other kinds of problems, you know, divorces or other, other things that block them. But I think there's a natural flow of the first year being frozen, the second year saying, oh my gosh, I'm worse than I was the first year. When indeed, I tell people, you think you're worse because you're getting better. Because you can start the second year, you can start taking in what's really happened to you. And then coming into the third year, for a lot of us, we're thinking, okay, okay, this is going to be my life. How am I going to kick in? And you're saying you kicked in by starting to collect information and starting to understand what was going on. Yes. And all that information made a huge difference when my stepson died. Huge. And I don't think it has to be three years of the horrible hell I went through. Zero joy. Mm -hmm barely existing, didn't want to live, too afraid to die. It doesn't have to be that extreme, but I truly had no tools. Right. And well, you had no, no format either. I, I kind of think with life comes on, if you've really been through some tragedy, it's like climbing Mount Everest, you know the trip, and you know you're going to have to take it, but you know you're not going to die. I thought I was going to die, didn't you? I wanted to die. But you, I was too afraid. Yeah. I was too afraid to die. And I'm glad I didn't because I love life now. Right. I love it. My husband not only lost his biological child, but he lost his wife 18 years prior, went to the hospital at 36 years old, wow. and she died of a blood infection from gastro issues. Wow. So he naturally knew how to release his emotions. And I've learned a lot about how your mind works. I think that's important. And that hugely helps us both. 
and we have created a loving life and we are living we are thriving we are having adventures we roll with the ups and downs we're not afraid of the pain anymore when it pops up we embrace it i embrace it with love i love the fact that you are not afraid and that's one of the things i think we lose a lot is fear i mean some of the things that i've gone on to do you're doing your cruise you're doing coaching I, you know, started doing a television show, a radio show, and those were all kind of, it, it was scary, but I wasn't so afraid that, I wasn't afraid to approach it, because I feel like, you know, we've had uh, a big trial, and we made it, so we can do more. Well, give us, um, say, uh, three things that a new Libri person can do to get through right now. First of all, have hope whether it's from open to hope, family and friends, this conversation, have hope because that gets you through when that pain hits. And I think nobody can imagine that pain until you lose someone like you do a child or a parent or anyone in your life that you love that deeply. The pain knocks you to your knees. Mm -hmm. But you, I love how Mitch Carmody calls it proactive grieving. Mm -hmm participate in learning where you're struggling. So whether that's work or people or the pain or the future or find information that makes sense to you. I am a better person now. I wish I was less evolved and our sons were still here. But from the knowledge, from the learning, their deaths taught me how to live. Mm -hmm. So have hope, get information, get knowledge. I worry when I see things like, don't let anybody tell you how to grieve. That's great if you're good with your grief, but if you're not, go get information. And, and some people unfortunately will say, this is the best, this is the, no, get information that's going to help you. It's mm -hmm. out there, you just gotta find it when you're ready. Absolutely. If you look for it, it'll be coming. You know, my favorite one is the idea that say you go to a therapist or somebody and they say, oh, everybody grieves differently. <laughs> it's like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Do you, I think it's important to go to people and to be with people who have some information and ideas for you. Because with grief and loss, you can't sit there quietly with somebody who says, and how are you doing? And everybody grieves differently. Like there's no information. There is information. I am so thankful that you brought this up. And I'm so thankful for the work you guys are doing because I went to a therapist a week after my son died. She looked at me in horror. And the only thing she said after the hour was, you've not said anything to worry me and you might feel better in a year. <laughs> Thank you. So that would be another suggestion. If someone's going to get support, have it be somebody that has experience with grief because it makes all the difference in the world. So let's talk about, about your grief cruise because you are going to have a huge number of people on that cruise who have been there. I know them, I love them. 
people like Glenn Lord, people uh, like Mitch Carmody, and, and you're going to be there. And who else is going to be? It's going to be a fabulous cruise. And talk a little bit about that. There are 19 presenters and there's nothing worse than holding in your story. We want to hear their stories. We, in a relaxing, beautiful environment, we want to share different ways how grief has affected us and how we've healed. So I, I say, have many teachers. And this is a wonderful environment to do that. There's going to be a ceremony where we all put our loved one's name in a biodegradable container and have electric candle uh, celebration honoring their lives. Imagine how comfortable people may feel being in this place where we can have fun together and we can talk and they'll be amongst people who understand and have been there, who get it. Tell us, tell us when it's going and where it's going from. It's March 3rd, 2019, so there's plenty of time to register. It's a seven-night cruise, and it's going to Jamaica, Cozumel, and an island in Haiti. On the days, on the days we are at, at sea is when the workshops will be presented, and people can pick and choose. They'll be presented probably more than once. And so people can get information and connect with all these presenters who are passionate about helping other people. KathyCheshire.com and, and under speaker is a summary of all the information Great. as well as how to get to that original site. And this is supposed to be an annual event. Awesome. So if you can't make this year, there'll be another year. This is their third time doing it. Okay, and tell us about your training program quickly. I was inspired. I did coaching, which is helping people with basic grief issues. Counselors study mental health. Not everyone's going to do that college six-year plus. I started coaching, and it was so successful. I had people start to ask me, how can I? So many people are in their life already helping other people. How can I do what you're doing? And I was inspired to create a training program that's comprehensive, concise, and it's had a great response and I love doing it. I love, I don't think about, I'm training this one person. I'm training this one person who's going to affect a bunch of people, who's going to support a bunch of people, who's going to inspire a bunch of people. I mean, it really, you know, multiplies. Tell people how to find your site. It's www.kathycheshire.com, C-A-T-H-Y-C-H-E-S-H-I-R-E. Everything's there. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. And I want to tell you that I know that you are doing uh, as much for Jeremy and, and Ian now as you did when they were living. And what an inspiration those boys are to you. And thank you so much for everything you're doing to make the world a better place. Thank you so much. And I want to remind you always that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God